The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We have a new edition of Odds and End Zones on the BGN Radio Network. I am Seamus Clancy. I'm joined as always by Zoe. What's up, my man? What's up, bro? Yeah, the bye week's a nice relaxer, right? Nice relaxing week. Unfortunately, it's like, I won't say stress-free football because there's actually a lot of stuff that we need to happen this weekend. But I'll say say a a level, a level list of stress-free football. So like not top level, but just mid-level stress, stress football. But we still need a lot of help, unfortunately, from some, from some people we don't like this weekend. Yeah, it's more active versus passive stress in a way where I'm not actively watching the Eagles, but passively consuming red zone or looking up yeah. stuff on my phone. That's what I'm kind of getting into stuff. We have yeah. Thursday night. Steelers at Vikings. I think if the Vikings win this game, they would move in front of us. We, the Eagles are currently the eighth seed out of seven teams they make the postseason uh, because the Vikings uh, – it was their bye last week, I believe, or did they lost to the Lions? They lost to the Lions uh, last week, and the yeah. Eagles are on bye, so that'll make up the half game difference this week uh, yeah. when the Vikings play. So the Steelers, obviously, not a huge Pittsburgh guy, as I feel like a lot of Philadelphians are out there, a lot of Philly fans, even though they're not so direct rivals in football between yeah. hockey. And I know a lot of people probably went to college with people from the Western Pennsylvania area. There is a bit of a rivalry sense there, so unfortunately, need a Steelers win. We also have. Dallas at Washington on Sunday, which is I want to see if that game's on TV. I love checking that NFL TV map thing. Do you I, know what I'm talking about? I, I love that app. My, so my dad clued me into that. I think we might get that. Um, I'm just looking it up now for everyone. NFL. TV. My my cheat is always if there's a one o'clock CBS game because like typically if there's a one o'clock CBS game, we might not get that. But I think we. Unless they give us Ravens Browns, which is like that's supposed to come out today, but it's not out yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. All right. So, so we, CBS uh, early games, Baltimore, Cleveland. I feel like they might show that in the air because they show a lot of Baltimore. That's what I was going to say. We might, we might get Baltimore, Cleveland. Oh, f- so I think we'll get a a CBS and a Fox early. Fox early. I would yeah. bet anything we get Dallas, Washington. Probably Dallas, Washington. I would, yeah. I would be shocked if that's not on there. Yeah. Then probably for the late game, we get Buffalo, Tampa Bay on CBS. That's like That's, game of the yeah. week type late game thing. So I yeah. think we'll probably – this isn't official, but based on someone who looks at these annually for, you know, I feel like 10 years now, I bet we watch <laughs> Baltimore-Cleveland. And, you know, like Baltimore games are usually on – Pittsburgh games are usually on the CBS games because that's the 
you know, the AFC teams in the area where they have fan bases yeah, still. Yeah. And then uh, most NFC East matchups, they're not even just because of proximity with New York and Washington, obviously being near the Philadelphia area, but these places in the NFL, they, they take in consideration all these little specific components when yep. it comes to that. Like if Dallas is playing a big game, they're going to show it in Philly. Like know where they show a lot of Eagles games this year, Oklahoma. That's I know where they showed a lot of Eagles games for a long time. North Dakota. North like they, they think about that stuff uh, when they're televising these games to maximize the rating. So I think we'll definitely be able to watch uh, Washington yeah. and Dallas. And then Thursday night, which is the national TV Thursday night football game, you will be able to watch that Steelers-Vikings we'll game. So, yeah. I'm going to see House of Gucci that night, so I won't be watching <laughs> the game. But when I pop out of there after uh, you know, Lady Gaga locks up her second Oscar, we'll see uh, what the score is after that. Friendly to pie, Lady Gaga. Right in the pod. Uh, from the area, right? From the area. From the area. Potential, potential future guest on the podcast. <laughs> what would you think of the game on Sunday? Minshew Mania? Like, someone was talking about, oh, just talking about QB controversy stuff on Twitter. And a lot of that's just fun. It's kind of yeah. just wacky. It's for the fan base to get. Yeah. I'm not saying that people are turning someone against Jalen Hurts or anything like that. Like, we like Jalen Hurts. I don't think anyone is saying that. You know, there are people who out there who probably hate Jalen Hurts regardless of yeah. this performance stuff like that. So that's something different. But talking about, oh, Minshew did really well. You know, Hurts has been hurt as well as not being super duper great as a passer. There are a lot of elements here. The offense looked at least different uh, yeah. in the first and second quarter of the game, though. In the second half, they did run the ball a lot the way they usually do. Picked up 185 yards on the ground, which has become commonplace the last couple weeks, yeah. last month, month and a half. I, I, but, I think people, people just want them – people just want them to win. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to win. Like, and I think it's, it's fine yeah. that I was. I'm definitely a Hurts guy. You yeah. supported Hurts in the past, but I wanted Minshew to have the best possible game because I wanted the best possible outcome for the Eagles to win. Well, it's, a lot has changed. The dynamic has changed because the NFC or like the those the bottom eight of the NFC is so jumbled up that they actually do still have a chance to to like eke into the the back door to play up. So like, if they were honestly if they were out of contention, I don't even think people would care. Like, it yeah. But like now, the fact that they've got some momentum going into the buy, they come out of the buy, and they have you know four extremely important football games, which we wouldn't have said six weeks ago. Six weeks ago, we would have been like, "That's going to go be- to that Lions game." I wanted to right. hit skip, like scene, skip scene, <laughs> fast forward to the end on this season. Right, we wanted to simulate to the end of the season. Yeah, so I, I just think that it it was for the level headed fan. It, it was just a I'm glad they got the win. Um, they did all for all intents and purposes. They actually they didn't look their best. Um, the defense certainly didn't look its best. Like, you know, they were the Jets for the most part were going up and down the field whenever they wanted to until you know they got some crucial stops in the second half. But, um, outside of that, I mean, it, I think Minshew just used what the offense used, excuse me, what the defense gave him. You know, he he, he went to he went to Gerder, Goddard a lot, and you know, Goddard had almost a career day. And they ran the ball really well. It, and he, he was just a good game manager. I, I I hate I know people hate using the word game manager for a quarterback, but like that's he just he managed the game. He didn't turn the ball over, and they beat a team they're supposed to beat. And now could they come out of next week, come out of this week, and um, they got to face actually a, a really tough Washington team. So, um, well we will, we'll talk about that next week. But the 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 Wash team is uh. 
you know, they're a team that looks um, they, they are getting healthy at the, the right time. Um, they might not be they might not have their tight end next week, ironically, but the rest of their team, especially their defense, is getting healthy. And um, they uh, they're going to give the, the Cowboys some trouble on Sunday. Heineke's yeah. looking OK. Yeah, like, I don't know if he's the answer there yeah. just as much as probably there's the same sort of factions in Philadelphia yeah. where Hertz yeah. is not a was not an uber first round top prospect. Yep. Heineke's a little older. A little older, um, yeah. He's like in his late twenties right now. Is that yeah. like a guy like Hertz? Yeah, he's looking okay though. And they and you know, a lot of people I feel like they're having to your point, I feel like they're having the same conversations down there. Like, is he like is he the guy? Can he be the guy? Like what what's the rest? what's the rest of his bag look like? Like, is this the best that he'll possibly play? He's also like in that same mode of Jalen and like, he's a guy like and at his age, you can't, you don't expect much more progression. He's kind of is what he is right now. Unless he over the summer decides to go to the, the Aaron Rodgers school of, of arm, arm strength. So like, <laughs> like, you know, you doubt that that stuff kind of happens. Like maybe they get, I think it, it's realistic to have a quarterback come back with better mechanics in, as far as yeah. throwing, and that may help, but like I, I rarely seen a quarterback come back after a summer off and say, "Oh, he's he's got way better arm strength." I just I just think that's really tough. Once you he doesn't get, have more, he's not going to magically have more zip on the ball. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's just kind of those guys just kind of are what they are. You know, you you just don't. I just it's really tough to 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 work on something like that. Mincher didn't even have a lot of zip on the ball though when he was playing yeah. well. Because those those touchdown throws to Goddard, and I think we would have been really hype if Hurts threw those balls. Yeah. Myself included, I'm just saying, like, oh, if Hurts did that, you'd love it. Because yeah. I would have been really amped too. But they don't want to set necessarily like the greatest throws ever. It just sort of happened that they were playing the Jets and again, like right. I'm crediting Mitchu, giving him all the credit possible that I think he performed uh really well, really admirably. I love the energy, I love the fun. It was right to watch. But it was also a situation there, like those throws that got her, he was wide open. I think Hurts could have made those. That yeah. huge, what was that, a huge third and 12 that they got? Yeah. They hit Quez Watkins on where third, he was uh, wide, third, wide, third, wide open. Third, yeah, and he wasn't even, uh, that wasn't a good ball at all. <laughs> and he they just kind of got lucky, lucky that Quez was so open and Quez was able to go grab the ball. But that seemed like a throw that uh, coincidentally Hurts would make. And we'd yeah. be kind of mad at the same time, kind of, you know, rubbing our fingers through the back of our hair being like, oh, it should have been a lot easier than it was. <laughs> and people are like, people are like, like what, like what happened? Like why can't, why can't Hurts do that? And like, but if you look at the route that, that Quez ran, his guy just slipped. They ran a rub and his guy slipped. So like, yeah, I'm sure if they ran that same route and next week Quez's guy slips, Jalen's going to find him. Like he was literally wide open. You, you can almost, if he doesn't make that pass, you literally just got to take him off the field. Like that, that's how wide open Kez was. And like, still like we, like you said, like we cheered and clapped for it, but like, we also should have been like, dude, that might've been a touchdown if you hit him in stride. Like he was, he had nobody within 15 yards of him. Goddard was pretty nice to see him kind of ball out like that. Yeah. I was happy to see him. And, and he was giving CJ Mosley the business, um, which was fun to see. He looked good. He looked, because that's exactly what he should be doing is not necessarily just these balloon balls the way I'm calling it, but going up, catching the ball at a high point, and then barreling through two or three guys into the end zone. That's that's his game. That's yeah. what he should be his game. I wrote about it a little bit today on my my newsletter, patreon.com backslash underscore Clancy. And there was a lot there about uh the way that 
they just gave him this, this huge new contract. As soon as Ertz leaves town, you think he's the unquestioned tight end one, and he is. But at the same time, the offense has completely shifted to something more resembling a 1930s rushing attack yeah. <laughs> as opposed to you know a modern NFL pass-first offense. Yeah, uh, When yeah, Mitchell was out there – and it, I did look it up because it felt like they threw more, right, than they yeah. usually do. But Minshew threw 25 passes. Uh, last three starts, Hurts threw 31 against the Giants. Obviously, was terrible, and they were behind. Yeah. Had to do a bunch of things, different things, so that plays a role in it. And then there was additionally the week before that was 24, and the week before that was 23. Yeah. So in his last three starts, he has thrown 23 passes. And then, you know, maybe the difference is because early in the game, the Eagles passed the ball so effectively well, they were able to build a lead right. and then run the ball out. Whereas now the last couple of weeks, especially the Saints game, it was more rushing the entire game and then runs mixed in throughout the entire four okay, quarters yeah. because of the game wasn't necessarily sealed up the way it had been uh, possibly this past week. I think it was also um, just the fact that they, they seem to move with a bit more urgency, too on that first drive. And I think that that caught even us by, by surprise. Like they were, um, they were kind of zip, zip, zip. And then all of a sudden right down the field. So I think that it was, it was a, a, an infusion of that too. They seemed to move with a bit more urgency than, than they have been in previous weeks, even when the offense was working um, you know, these past couple of games, um, they were even moving quicker than that, which I think is, which is a, a welcome change. Really. I, I even hope that, you know, when Jalen comes back next week, that they continue to move that quick. So I think that um, just because it's a, you know, a 1920s wing T offense, you can still move quick. You know? you can still, yeah. Yeah. You can still have some urgency about you because, you know, at, when you're, when you're moving the ball like that, you know, in the run game, it's, it doesn't mean that you have, everything's got to be as slow as molasses. Yeah. Especially when that game is predicated on speed, right. the way this offense is between, Miles and Jalen right. and when Boston Scott's in there, when Kenny Gainwell's yeah. in there, those type of things that could be a different vibe when they do that. But I also do like to an extent, I think they've realized this is one way to help a defense that's been okay, mostly bad, a little bit of good mixed bag this season on defense is kind of the inverse of the Chip Kelly era where they're going for total ball yeah. control. And you know, the, the first drive of the second half, I think that took like, uh, pardon me for only six, seven, eight minutes off the clock. Yeah. And it might have only ended up in a field goal. Uh, but that's kind of all they needed really at that point. And there were definitely drives where you can't say this offense was perfect with Minshew. They, they had four field goals. They had chances yeah. where they could have scored more touchdowns. They yeah. were getting, they did get points in the first seven possessions, first seven drives. So that is nice too. And like, they didn't have a punt until the final two minutes of the game. And, and that's at the end of the day, that's really the, the, the name of the game is to score and you want touchdowns because. When you get into, um, you know, in the season and you get into knock on wood, you know, playoff times, you're going to want seven instead of, instead of, instead yeah. of um, but I, I think you kind of just got to take your, you got to take your, your, your little wins where you can get them, you know, within the game. But um, yeah, I, I, I do think, I, I do still think I, I'd like to see that, that red zone offense um, shore it up. And maybe, uh, I think we talked about this before. Um, in, in earlier pods, but it, it also just may be a personnel thing. I, I think that they, um, it's obvious that there's some kind of hesitation with with what they're doing down there. And I do think it's a Sirianni thing. He just may not be as confident in his guys as as we think he should be. Like, I, I feel like um, 
everything gets down there and it gets so tight and tense, which is weird because with that offensive line and with, you know, with, with the running game that you have and how it's working, you can at least set up a nice play action or a nice rollout with Jalen and, and, and punch it in. But it just seems like he gets too fancy for his own good once they get down there. And next thing you know, we're looking at third and goal from the 20 yard line because you took a sack on second and goal. We're through, what is that, 13 games. What do you mm-hmm. think of him as a, as a head coach, as a rookie? Obviously, I was. it was rough to begin with. I think that's yeah. inarguable. But what we wanted all along was for him to tailor his offense yep. to the players that they had on there rather yep. than this overarching scheme over everything system. And we talked about them early in the season. They threw the ball a lot. And I think that is sort of an organizational philosophy that's been there for over two decades. And we're all well aware of that. But when it came down to them actually looking at the offense and saying, hey, Miles Sanders hurt. We have to throw these other running backs on the roster. We have, you know, a top two or three running quarterback, rushing quarterback in the league, having to say it behind Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, obviously. Yep. Let's uh, turn back the clocks a bit. I think it's been wise. And they're doing the smart things. They're controlling the ball. They're keeping the other team off the field because they know their offense isn't going to be this potent offense who can get in shootouts. And I, I think um, I think he's been fine. I, I think he probably – he certainly has, which with – what they look like now, I, I I think that he certainly has earned a second year. Um, and this, so this is a point I'm gonna I'm actually going to mention later um, in a in a different piece. But um, I also think that there's there's a lot you can blame him for, but I also think that some of it is personnel related. I, I just don't think he has probably to, to in his eyes the horses that he wants to run the, the offense that he wants to run. And it's something that we um, in this town, we yell at Doc Rivers for too. So I, I also feel like Doc Rivers is, I'm not a Doc Rivers guy, but I also feel like some of the things that he wants to do, he just doesn't have the guys to do it with. Um, so I, I think that there's there's a line there that we have to find because eventually he's going to have the team that he wants or the team that Howie um, in that front office thinks that he needs and if they come out again next year and start the season, you know, five and eight, six and eight, well, then we got, you know, then we got a sincere problem. But I, I think that he's he's done fine enough with tailoring the offense to to his current personnel that, um, you know, we'll ride out these next four games and, and it, we're either going to be a, a wild card, um, you know, going into to Green Bay or uh, we got an early offseason. Wild card game would be wild, man. That would be that was that was like that wasn't even a joke, but that would be a lot of fun, though. I, I, yeah, it would. I think there's it would be for me, it would be the least amount of pressure I felt in the playoff game. Like, I'd have zero expectations, I would just it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a little bit different. The last time they made the they had a wild card playoff berth was in 2018, Mm -hmm. so that was really fun. It's you know, again, they thought they were out of the playoffs. Carson Wentz gets. Benched is hurt. It's kind of a, a gray yeah. area there with the way things were going. Down. Think, yeah. Nick Foles yeah. steps in again, saves the day. They go in the playoffs. Uh, they got to get help in the last week of the season. What the Vikings lose the Bears, and probably then we play the Bears the next week. Uh, double joint game, all of that. So there was a lot of fun. There was that underdog element again that we shouldn't have been here element, but it's a little bit yeah. different because it's coming in a Super Bowl defense year. Because right. if you look at the picture from the beginning, you're saying week one, what's going to happen? Oh, they're going to be in this divisional round against the Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, I'll take that because that's what should happen. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas now, right. if we look at it again, we talk about that Lions game as this inflection point of this season. If you were telling us 
uh, and before that day on Halloween, Halloween this year, that come January, whatever, the last day of the game of the season, the ninth, January 15th, January 16th, the Eagles are going to be playing a playoff game down in Tampa or in Green Bay. You would have thought we were crazy. I know. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I said, I feel like there would be, um, Anything can happen, and it's and you. It's so cliche, but once you're in, once you're in, and you're at the table, you know all all, all bets are out the are out the door. So um, you just got to get there. If they don't, if they don't get there, obviously we'll have we'll have a ton to talk about regardless. But if they get there and they get to a Green Bay, and you know you got to go up to Lambeau and win one, then um, you know then then we'll see. But I, I would be it would be a really fun time. I don't have. I would have zero expectations. Um, I would be happy. I said before, I, I think it would be a, a tremendous learning experience for Jalen Hurts in this in this young offense um, to have to have playoff pressure and a playoff atmosphere. So I'm I'm certainly rooting for it. But um, I wouldn't be upset if they you know went up there and couldn't pull it out. But I, I think it would be a lot of fun to to see. The thing I keep talking about when we're talking about wanting him to get playoff experience this year, and I probably said it either on this podcast or on From the Bleachers or in some sort of writing, whatever, is that maybe Jalen Hurts isn't the guy long term, whatever. We, that's mm-hmm. that's another discussion. We could talk about that for five hours and we'll yep. be talking about it for the next year or year or two, however long he stays in Philadelphia. But I think back to the way in 2013, Nick Foles starts the year as the backup quarterback, ends up coming in, has that unbelievable 27 touchdowns to two interceptions ratio. The Eagles have an unprob- and unlikely division win. They win NFC East. They come home. They wild card weekend. They host the Saints that game. They ended yep. up losing. Uh, went, uh, Foles played okay. Uh, yeah. He had, uh, I think, two touchdowns, one interception, 200 yards range, good QB rating, but made some bad decisions, took some bad sacks in the game. So he played pretty well, but the, the funny thing is, you know, everyone said, oh, he left the field with the lead. He left yeah, the field. Yeah, he left. Both have to fill with the lead. Yeah. And they ended up going down, and the Saints killed the clock unbelievably, kicked that game-winning field goal. Everyone knew it was going to happen the entire yep. time. The stadium, I was there. It was, you know, death by a thousand cuts, whatever. It was freezing that night, too. It was the coldest game I've ever been to. I had <laughs> tents at my tailgate, not just canopies, literal yeah. tents you had to unlock with space heaters inside. <laughs> and what I'm getting at, though, is that if it wasn't for that game, if Foles didn't already have one playoff game under his belt, know what it's like to go in there to be an yeah. under. I mean, I don't think they were necessarily underdogs in that game. But the Saints were the Saints still at that point. They just ended right. up being yeah. the wild card team. I don't know if they were official uh, underdogs by point spread. Yeah. But knowing that you're going against a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame point, people that have more accomplishments in this game, in this sport than you, right. already having that experience and holding your own to a degree. Obviously, holding his own would have been a win. We did he did well enough for the team that when it just didn't really work out. Wasn't for that that 2017 run with him in the playoffs doesn't happen. That's experience for you. That experience yep. matters. There's, there's a difference between saying, "Oh, quarterback wins are the most important stat," and then realizing that playoff experience, especially for quarterbacks, especially for young quarterbacks, makes an entirely yes. huge difference, especially for them going down the road. That maybe they sense. don't win a playoff game this year, but maybe in 2023 they win two playoff games because Hertz has had this experience with them. Right. It matters so much, man. I I, I really do think that. Um, it means something. So, some form or fashion, you can be like, "Oh, like that's that's a it's that's a hollow goal, or you know, something like that." But I, I just think for that position, um, and what you're going to be asking of him, it's so important to have to have those kind of pressure filled moments because you can't simulate those. You can simulate a lot of things, but not 
not that wild card on the road pressure that that comes yeah, on the road too like that that's yeah. huge doing that right like <laughs> that's that's not like you know big big 12 championship or anything like that that's you know this is nfl powerhouse like you you only got to win one you don't have like every pass has to be completed there's no such thing as we'll get on the next play like that kind of pressure is is kind of the is exactly what you want to see you know if he holds or if he folds and you know it all gets it all gets added to his book like what's the story is you know is he long term is he not like does he he earn a second year to to kind of see you know what things look like so i I think all of this is just one big um evaluation and and we won't really find out how they feel until you know until the end of the season whenever that is how often does alabama play in lambo in january it's a a different world it's It's a a different different totally different i'm wearing an oklahoma shirt i just got this do you know that uh kelly with an i uh instagram page the girl who does all those tie-dye shirts she had one of those uh Instagram story sales, sales. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was uh like buy one get one free. So they had a really nice Phillies cropped hoodie. She makes good stuff too. Yeah, she. I, 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 this isn't the only thing I've gotten. She had a nice yeah. cropped Phillies hoodie for Ashley. Yeah. And then it was awesome. buy one get one free. And I was like, I was looking for anything in an extra large. I was like Oklahoma. <laughs> I was like, kind of a Hertz T-shirt. Yeah. Like I'll just I'll just buy this. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I don't have enough Jalen Hurts T-shirts <laughs> that I wear two or three times per week. Right, baby. Probably in the machine rolls on. Yeah. Then I wore the Minshew shirt on Monday. I got it. It's like Matt. I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. So you always go on top, exactly. At the tailgate on Sunday, up in North Jersey, the the group I was with, they had a limbo contest. That's Ashley won, right? Yeah, but also being five two, I think helps uh, a limbo contest too. But she won yeah. a fulls uh, painting. So if you're watching this, you can watch the. The stream of all of our odds and end zones and from the bleachers podcast on the BGN YouTube channel. There's always a description. There's always a link to the feed in our podcast description. But I'll show you. Someone painted this of Foles. Oh man, pretty nice, right? That's actually really nice. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give the uh, artist credit just because that's especially with Ashley as an artist, you have to do that. Yeah, Anthony that's Foster. Fair. It looks like. They have an Etsy shop as well. Uh, their Etsy shop is Foster, F-O-S-T-E-R, Philly Art. And then you can follow them on Instagram. It looks like Foster again, F-O-S-T-E-R underscore Philly Art. That's so dope. That's respect, really to them, nice. respect to them for helping us out and allowing Ashley to come home with something that was awesome from the trip. Good, good for Ash for being a little nugget. She said that, uh, <laughs> or Monday and yesterday, that her body was just so completely sore from like, it, it, it's like if you squatted, you did like a, a squat rack for the yeah. first time in like six months without having worked out. I imagine that's yeah. how she felt. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Salty rock there, which is nice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How was, uh, how was the crowd up there? It looked like I saw a lot of people. Almost all of, Eagles fans. Not almost of, all, but there yeah. was yeah, it was it was an Eagles home game more so than a Jets game. game. I mean, it looked like I would it. say probably at at least forty percent Eagles fans, but it was it's a difficult situation because the stadium was mostly empty. And I'm not, sure, I'm not yeah. being that thing like they don't even show up to our stadium. Have you ever been to an Eagles game? Do you mean about how many Eagles fans would have been there in that yeah, Washington like, game last year yeah, when the team was out of no one had been there. I think back to it's just different because the Eagles have been relatively good late in the season, right? Yeah, uh, as of late. But I think back to 2012, the year I first had tickets, uh, they went four and 12 that season in 2012. Andy Reid's last year here, and I would go in at the two minute warning. Uh, I would walk in sometimes, just like I don't, I don't care about going into the season. I'm yeah, you know, yeah. drinking. I'm gonna take the subway to, back to school afterwards, <laughs> and then you know, I'm leaving uh, halfway into the third quarter, and it's just Jeez. like, what, what's the? There's no point of being there, and I get there's a thing like. Oh, you have to watch. You don't have to do what you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? I've, right. If you're, if you're 27 years old, 29, 30 years old, you have a wife, you have a kid, those things. Or if you're a teenager and want to go hang out with your friends and do something more fun, then do whatever you want. You're not beholden to this. If you want to kind of go to the game, you don't have to. If you want to give up your tickets, do whatever you want. And like, I also feel like um, it's one of those things where, you know, like, it's not it's not uncommon. I think probably everybody does this, but for me, as as a native fan, it's like our our sporting events are more so social outings too. Like I, I can't speak for Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel that way in, in Jersey yeah. or that's what I was or, yeah. that's what yeah. I'm like trying to get at. Like I've I've been to MetLife and like it it doesn't I don't get that feeling there. Um but I feel like we we use we use our our sporting events as way more as social outings, which is which is cool to me too. Like I, I think that that's that's part of the allure is like going down to the Eagles game isn't just going down to the Eagles game. It's like yo, best party of the week. That's the right. It's the best party of your week. It's the whole day. You're up at six thirty because you're gonna get to the lots by seven thirty, and kick off kick off is at one. And it's like, well, what are we doing afterwards? Like, it's literally your whole day. Like, and I, I don't get the, the sense that folks in MetLife had the same, <laughs> same idea. Yeah, and it's not even a sense where we're, where we're saying like, oh, Philly fans are so much better. Than right. Me. None of that. It's just a different atmosphere. I, I knew some Jet season ticket holders I linked up with real quick, and you know, it's more so they just, you know. Hopped on the train from the city down to in the North Jersey, grabbed yeah. a uh, you know a twenty five ounce Bud Light and a paper bag for the train. You could do that up there, which is insane. Yeah, Imagine yeah. if you. I mean, I'm sure we both drank on Septa in our, in our times. I, <laughs> I like to do that if I'm going to a six or seven o'clock game. Grab a a Kenny or two for the road, but you know you're legally allowed to do that there, which <laughs> which says a lot about the difference too. Yeah, um, sure. where. Imagine if they're like, you know, you literally are allowed to drink on here as long as you have a brown paper bag. Yeah, like, yeah, just brown bag it. You can just bring brown bag it on the My goodness. I don't even brown bag it now. Imagine if they <laughs> told us we were allowed to drink it. Well, I have a koozie. The koozie, uh, it could be anything in there. Or like koozie it up. Yeah, no, don't. It could be anything in there. Now, this is Coke. Sorry. I had a, I did a Minshew bet. I actually had a couple things in there. Um, I made some Hertz prop bets earlier in the week, yeah. thinking that he was going to play. Gonna play yeah. But a lot of them were Hertz stuff and then Eagles money line. 
so the other parts voided. So I was just winning Eagles money line every time. Yeah. So I won I won a couple of bets this weekend for the first time in a minute. I actually so I actually lost I, I put I had Eagles money line and I threw a couple um a couple bucks and I threw an Eagles money line parlay in and I actually lost it on Minshew's yard. So I actually <laughs> I think I had him for 230. And then I saw at halftime he was already at like 160. And I was like, oh yeah, I lost. I was like, I lost this one. I, I did not, I had zero, zero confidence that he was gonna throw for what he threw for. But when he already had uh one one sixty, whatever at halftime, I was like, damn, I lost this bet. But yeah, I <laughs> it was funny because um I had that and I had him, I think it was like seven yards or something the over under for how many yards he would rush for and i had that but it, it was um he was a he did 11 right it was yeah, like four for yeah, 11 like 11 yeah but i if if he actually sat the fourth quarter i probably would have won that bet i had him on the bus ride up i took a prop on him because they were finally up i did eagles money line mm-hmm. two touchdowns yep over 249 and a half yards and he threw for 242 242 but I just took like I think that was probably the, the level right below it, saying it was probably two forty and a half because you own uh it was on DraftKings, so they have the yeah. you know the layers to where it's like if you did Hertz rushing yards, it might be thirty four and a half, yeah, forty five and a half, sixty nine and a half, whatever those type of things. Got a little too, got a little too aggressive, a little too overzealous. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it happens. We're we're not we're not professional betters here, like we always say. We're just we're just guys having fun. Guys having fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on some of the apps, you can look back at your career earnings. And career earnings, I say that as if I'm a I'm on my baseball reference page and it has all my <laughs> contracts on there, but just yeah. your winnings. And most of them are like slightly in the green, not in a way that justifies yeah. the whole endeavor sometimes. But uh, look for that if you ever want to get angry or maybe even happy about the way you've been. Well, by the way, I haven't good. died yet. Yeah, I, 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 like, I've been um, – I know my number's been skewed because – I've taken some massive uh, college basketball losses, which is like for anybody, any of our listeners who who bet college basketball, I not I don't have to say any, I don't have to go any further. But college basketball is just madness when you go to lay any kind of bet down, like because you it, it, the term any given Sunday should apply to college basketball as like any given night, like any team can lose to any team and vice versa in college basketball. It's the it's to me one of the toughest sports to bet, um, but I continue to do it because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, have you gotten a good plays for this weekend? I know Saturday is usually a big day, and obviously with college football season winding down right now, yeah. After the big, after the big Saturday this past week, they had a big. They announced the official playoff last night. So uh, yeah, so it is. Uh, I was actually just looking at that. So Alabama is going to play. Um, they're going to play Cincinnati, and Michigan is going to play Georgia. I, I actually think that um, I'm, I'm picking a, a Georgia-Alabama uh, surprise, surprise. Well, um, I'm glad they didn't bump Georgia down to four. Or yeah. any, you couldn't have done Alabama-Georgia again this week. Right. Or not this exactly. week, but, the, you know, the game is on – uh, New Year's Eve, but just well, the New next Year's round Year's. of games. Yeah. yeah, you had to wait yeah. a little bit. Um, which is, which is, I, I understand, I understand the, 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 the case for that. But yeah, so I, I think that, um, 
my my official prediction is uh, it'll be Georgia Alabama again, and I think that um, sometimes you want you you want to say this time around they'll do it, um, but I man that Georgia offense didn't look as clean as it looked all year because uh, their quarterback is leaves a lot to be desired. So I I I, I ironically enough feel like Bama's gonna uh, secure another national championship, dude. Have you seen the line? No, not yet. I looked at it. Someone on ESPN guess it. What is it, like 15, 16? 13 and a half. I thought right, it was going to be more. I thought it was going to be more. Me too. That's actually that's actually complimentary. I thought it would be uh, – Like, good for you, Cincinnati. It was, it was my <laughs> first thought of just looking at that. I was like, all right, guys. Like, you're getting all some right. respect out there. All right. Some, somebody on that board is a Cincy fan. We'll get it. What's the deal with um, – them playing these games on Friday because it's usually it's they're playing it on uh, New Year's Eve and they're usually played on New Year's Day. Is that a situation probably because of the NFL being on Sunday that week? Maybe something like that I and it falls on a weekend. I think it's uh, um, it's a it's a compliment to the NFL because like that, um, especially since that's like that's like NFL, um, it's like playoff push weekend. So, yes. Yeah, well, now it'll be week. It's still week 17, but it'll be week, the yeah. penultimate week this year instead of the yeah. So, like, they didn't, I, I can't imagine they even wanted to sniff trying no. to uh, battle the NFL on, on that weekend, um, which is, I mean, which is smart. It's like, uh, it's the penultimate weekend. It's also um, the weekend where they, we're all, all mayhem breaks out. So, it's a nice setup. I'm looking now because it'll be the, Couple games plus the two uh, playoff games on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Saturday you have Outback Bowl, Penn State, Arkansas, Fiesta yes. Bowl, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, yes. Citrus Bowl, Iowa, Kentucky, Rose yeah. Bowl, Utah, Ohio State, and Sugar Bowl, Baylor, Ole Miss. And that Sunday you'll have a lot of playoff implications for the NFL. That Sunday, following week, the last week of the NFL season, obviously the same same principle applies there. And then that Monday, you have the national championships. That's a really nice back-to-back set we got going right there. Yeah. That's Sunday in a money final NFL season. You're getting ready for the playoffs for hopefully the Eagles are in it. We're all in like total football mode still. Yeah. And we're not out of it into Sixers college basketball mode. So you can ride that with the Monday uh, national championship game right into the playoffs that following. Unless there's a unless there's a we big will have a Monday night football game this year. Yes. We will have a Monday Night Football game. That, that's that Eagles like, Monday Night Football at Lambeau Field. That I know before um, we we had um, when it first rolled out, we had some some thoughts about it. But now that we're getting close to it, I don't think it'll be that bad. Monday Night Playoff game, kind of. I just feel bad. Like it's 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 weird with me. I don't have like a nine to five job, so I do feel bad for people. Who have work that day have work the next morning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the case is the same if they played at eight o'clock on a Sunday night. Yeah. But my yeah. thought is if your team's in the playoff, you deserve that day to yourself. Whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday, you deserve whether they're playing yeah. the one o'clock game or the eight o'clock game, you deserve to yeah. wake up and think the only thing that matters today is this game. You don't want to have to wake right. up and be like, oh, I have a meeting at 11 o'clock, got a nice touch base. At 1.30. Hopefully they're not they're not keeping me too long at the 4.30 meeting so I can get out a little quickly, head home, throw my jersey on, start crushing. And get ready, yeah. So I don't like that from that perspective. Again, it doesn't necessarily affect me the same way it affects other people, but yeah. I'm empathetic to that because if I was still in my 9 to 5 mode and the Eagles played at 8 o'clock and I'm sitting at work for nine hours, I was going to lose my effing mind if, I, if that was me in that situation. I also think that 
um a, another another part of it is like you want some time to get the jitters out like you yeah you know you want a couple hours to kind of just relax and get the you know and get the nerves get the nerves out and get ready and get settled in so i, I the it, it's a weird setup that way because i feel like with monday night football it's always you get in from work you get you get yourself settled if you have kids you get your kids settled you know you're in your you're in your game clothes you're comfortable and then by the time that comes it's already kickoff so like you're you're scrambling because the ball's already been kicked off and like you sit down and you're like all right well here we go so like you, you bath time that kickoff for the kids right it's a it, kickoff <laughs> is always bath time it's terrible the nfl if you're listening please let's either move it back or push it up it's always bad time, but whatever. Mike Bradley yeah. out there on the the West Coast still in still in work. Jalen Hurts is running Mike. for a thirty eight yard <laughs> touchdown in Lambeau Mike Field. Bradley, Mike Bradley in that LA traffic. Oh God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we could do something fun if the Eagles played on. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we're just BSing right now. But some kind of I'll just do an all day live stream. Just leave this off as I do my task during the day. That would be very fun. I, I, Someone I, just I, slowly delves into – see a man slowly <laughs> delve into madness over a 12-hour period. I just uh, – that would actually be a lot of fun. And we can get – we can ask uh, Rochelle to do like a like a time lapse of like these yes, slowly yes, yes. into, uh, into chaos. <laughs> there is an element too where obviously I'm, I'm a tailgate guy and I love tailgating, but there is a fun element that's different about a road game. And yeah. Having yeah. a a road playoff game, obviously you'd rather the team play at home because that increases their chance to win teams yeah. better at home. Definitely for the Eagles case too, especially over the last half dozen years. Uh, yeah. There's a more fun atmosphere, I think, less stressful if you're planning a tailgate yep. and than just watching at home. And as someone who's gone to Eagles playoffs games and saw them lost and had to commute home after that, that is the worst feeling in the world. Whereas yeah, it sucks, dude. If yeah. they lose, I'm already on my couch and I can go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, like. And like it's it's also a, I think it applies to whatever whatever your favorite sport is. Like I get it, I get the idea of, you know, I, I kind of just want to sit at home because if they if this does turn out to be um, a result that I don't like, I can at least turn over or go upstairs or go downstairs, just go go to bed, call it a night. As opposed to like you're drenched in your gear, you're waiting for your train, you're catching an Uber, and you're like, yeah, man, we just lost. I have to. I have a 45 minute commute home. <laughs> My least favorite place is the subway after an Eagles loss. Oh, yeah. That's like hell for me. Like, it it's would just madness. be sitting there waiting for the train to leave the entire time. Man. And I have to catch two trains instead of just like before when I look in South Philly, I could just walk home sometimes. You know? Now you got two trains to catch. What two trains. It's not even just like one long train uptown. I'm, I'm hopping on another train. And that's what really messes it up. And the L, the L after a Bears game is also just as bad because like people are like doing the same thing as you because like that there's that also that um that like crowd that catches the l to go to where like where you know where you guys are it's like everybody's yeah. everybody's thinking the same thing like this is this sucks this is just a funeral procession <laughs> basically as you see i know you i know you catch that you take that walk now like if you saw people love to park on that little um like right under the bridge yeah 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 so like if you ever on, on game day if you ever see it it's like a mass exodus because like everybody parks there and all they do is run right up to catch the l and then they come yeah or they come back happy or sad but like 
it's it's interesting to, to see. the extremes. The polarity is out the of the two extremes of, yeah. of the city of Philadelphia. Happy or cocky and distraught. I can't. Uh, I'm not. That's a meme. Someone else or tweet. Someone else. About, <laughs> so it's not like I'm taking credit for that. But it was the some. I think it might have been someone from Flyers Twitter. I think it might have been like a yeah. Flyers based joke, but it was saying that Philadelphia only has two moods: uh, cocky and distraught. And that's it. That's our only move. And it, 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 it's either um, there is no happy or sad anymore. We're either extremely cocky or we're just distraught to the point where other fan bases are like, yo, like, are you guys okay? Like, no, we're not okay. No, we're not okay. Stop Even if they're winning or losing, I'm not okay either way. Yeah, it's like asking us. We're never okay. What do you mean? It sucks that we didn't, because of Thanksgiving, we didn't do podcasts after the Saints game because that would have been our cockiest pod would have been our cockiest all pod. year. Uh, for sure. Well, we'll see. Cockiest pod so far. If they uh, rip off a couple wins here, especially beating uh, – if they beat Washington, I would think that uh, because them falling out, us jumping up, we'd be in the playoff picture maybe yeah. and getting in that seven-seed spot. Um, if they win, if Washington falls this weekend, we'd be able to beat them next week. So could be seeing some cockiness after that for sure. Like right now, I think um, CBS – uh, NFL has has us missing that missing that spot to the Niners. I think the Niners get in over us because of the they have the tiebreaker too. That I was really hurts say, us. That really, that really, really, really hurts. That 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 first game was is. I was I was just thinking about you know before we hopped on. I really hope that game doesn't come back to bite us, but I think it will. Oh um, yeah. And, and <laughs> so they they have so this is CBS projected. Um, or like what their their guesses are. Um, the Cardinals keep the keep the one seed, and they have the bye, and then they have the, the Niners go to Lambeau. Um, Washington goes to Tampa Bay, and the Rams go to Dallas, which I actually like for the Rams. I I, I do too. I actually think that that actually doesn't phase the Rams at all. I think the Rams would actually pop out of that game as as a winner. Um, and then what I would yeah. expect is that. The 49ers jump up to the sixth seed at some point because they're getting healthier. They're, they're, getting I think they're the most talented. Well. I mean, I think their top five is very set between mm-hmm. the division winners and LA as the number one wild card seed. So it's between the last two for the last two spots, the six and seven seeds. And I, I'm pretty sure that 49ers will be the sixth seed. They're definitely yeah. making, I expect them to be the sixth seed. And it'll really come down to that group of Washington, the Birds, and I guess the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. Uh, yeah. the Saints, in this case, for that final seven seed, I yeah. don't expect uh, Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans to really be in that picture. I think they're yeah. going to fall off a little bit. And yeah. good for the Eagles; they have beat all of those three teams they this year. So they teams. have the tiebreaker yeah. over them, so it's like having an extra game up on all of those yeah. teams. So really, uh, need to take care of the two Washington games, and we'll see what happens from there. And and um, you know the the Dallas game is, is still a toss up too because. Um, uh, if they're set, as are long- they? Are they not even just like it's not they clinched a bar? Are they locked into the three seed or locked in the four seed? Are we locked into the seven seed? There, there's right. a lot so of like if, if movement it, there. If, by the time we get to that point, if they're like locked into something specifically, they actually might decide to rest Dak or or whomever or to give um, Tony Pollard or to give Tony Pollard they're, rushing they're true there. number one. They might they're, they're they're best decide running back. They might decide to let let, let Zeke run that game and, and give uh, their true number one Tony Pollard the the day off. Um, but we'll see. I, I think um, as we get closer and closer, they that's the kind of stuff you're going to start to see. So I, I don't know. If, like you said, we're, we're just 
which is uh, bloviating at the moment, but I, I think that they have to beat that. Um, they got to win next week, and then we'll talk. So, like, there's you just got to take it literally one game at a time. I, I do think that both Washington games are going to be really, really, really tough games. I, I think that um, it's going to be – yeah. It's Washington's going to be the, it'll be the toughest opponent they've played since, uh, what, the Chargers game. That's the Chargers, yeah, yeah. Because they've and been going so, through these games that are a little bit more cupcakey, and right. even they they drew a cupcake game against the Giants and laid an egg. So that's not saying yeah. that that's they win every <laughs> cupcake game or anything like that. Yeah, but I think it'll be the best, most complete team in a way since the Chargers game. Yeah, the defense is always good. Uh, so I was looking at some of those. Obviously, it's hard to talk about offensive line play and in terms of run blocking, pass blocking. But looking at some of those, uh, I guess X Y graph charts, yeah. and it seems like. Uh, Outside of LA, no team has a better combination of offensive line play and defensive line play yep. than the Birds in Washington right now. And I think that's why you're seeing, as we talked about Heineke, even though he's not a true prospect in that sense, or a guy that we probably believe is a yeah. you know a future top 2015 starter in this league. Yeah, uh, it's working for them right now. It's it's working for them right now. So I I, I think that um it they're definitely going to be the Probably the best team we played since the Chargers, um, and I, and I think that I'm interested to see how we how we match up. I, I think that there's certainly been some things that have have gotten better. Um, there's some things that stayed the same. But I, I'm interested to see how this how the defense responds, um, and, and how you know how Jalen offense responds. It's gonna be, they're gonna be. I think the Giant that Giants game is also gonna be a weird game. They the Giants might mail it in by then to be honest um but it still might be a, a, a weird game to play in if they lose both games the giants they don't deserve to make a playoffs and they won't yeah, so right it is like it that, that's the other thing too like if you know if they lose both games to the giants or if and and um that shell of a football team then we've we got the answer on if they deserve to be a playoff team or not looking at the early line for next week sunday december 19th one o'clock washington at philadelphia what do you think the line is? I I, I think uh, I think the birds are plus six, minus two and a half. All right, at home, yeah. We'll see what happens. That it'll definitely move based on this this Dallas game. Dallas yes. is on the road in Washington. Washington this Sunday is feared by uh, four point underdogs. I should say Dallas is it's minus. Four points for Dallas, so Washington four-point home underdogs. If Washington pulls that out, I would expect the line to be like maybe Washington plus two and a half in that case, maybe pick them, um, something similar to that. Well, I think Dallas is getting um, Amari Cooper back this week, and I think um, somebody else I just saw is is coming back for them. So I I think that's the – the reason for that, but yeah, yeah. we'll we'll see we'll see what the rest of the week looks like. We'll see how how they look Sunday. I I I think that I'm not picking them to 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 home game for them, but I'm, I'm not like I'm I wouldn't like automatically play. take Dallas this week That's on a bed or in, yeah. or in a pool or a survivor yeah. pool or any of those things. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be surprised either way. But I, yeah, I wouldn't if you have a if you have them left in a survivor pool, I'd probably stay away from them this week. How about them Cowboys? Let's be a little dirty and root for Dallas this week. <laughs> Just once. It's okay. We won't tell anybody. We won't tell anybody. Any other lines you like this weekend? I haven't really looked at it in depth yet, but 
I haven't really, I haven't really looked at anything. I, I do like um, uh, just, just straight um, wins and losses. I, I do like uh, the Vikings tomorrow night. Um, they are three point favorite at home. We're recording yeah. this uh, late Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Yeah. Out there. You're probably listening to this late afternoon, night, or Thursday morning. I do like. Um, I like the. I like the Steelers. I Big Ben. Is is on his high horse on the way out, but they're they're getting TJ Watt back, um, and their their defense is getting healthy, and um, they'll have a they'll have a tough time trying to slow down Justin Jefferson. But I think that uh, I think I like them at home, and they're still fighting. They're the uh, currently the eighth seed. Obviously, seven teams make the playoffs. Uh, Buffalo, uh, there's a th- the three wild card teams in the AFC right now. It's the fifth, sixth, and seventh seeds all are seven and five. So you have yeah. the Chargers, Cincinnati, and Buffalo right there. And Pittsburgh is right there at six, five, and one. They have the seven and six Colts right after them as well. The six and six Raiders, yep. six and six Browns, six and six Broncos. So they're fighting still. They're, they they think they're going to make the playoffs just as much as Eagles fans think they're going to make the playoffs right now too. So that's going to be a good game. Even yeah. though it doesn't seem like this Marquee matchup, right. I think it'll actually be a really nice football game because both teams have something to play for. And I, to be yeah. honest, I, 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 that's I, all you I, want for like late season primetime yeah. football is that not just one of the teams cares uh but if both of them are in the playoff race even if they're not exactly. uh, you know fighting for buys or home field advantages those type of things it's still big yeah. and i like um um i i think that mike tomlin always finds a way to coach him up when during his time of year so i i think that they i'm not i'm not 100 percent uh you know slow on them making it but i do think that if they went on a run and made it as that last wild card, I wouldn't be surprised either. No, definitely not. All right, anything else good you got? We might be having some tailgate plans for the That's Sixers it. this weekend uh, with weekend. our great friends at Kenwood Beer. Uh, weather might change some things, but if you're interested, if you love the Sixers, if you like the work that I do and everyone else does at the SB Nation site, libertyballers.com, you love Zoe's newsletter on the rights to Ricky Sanchez, all that stuff, be sure to come check us out. Some things might get moved in flux right now because of the weather. But stay tuned to our social channels. I'm at, at Seamus underscore Clancy on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Zoe at tweets underscore by underscore Zoe on Twitter. And as well as follow at Kenwood Beer too, just to keep up with things. And we're doing something. We'd love to have you all come out, talk to you, hang out, have some food, have some fun. Yeah, if not, we'll um, you know, we'll keep we'll keep you abreast on on other stuff coming up. We'll certainly um, the 12 hour playoff stream. Right, the 12 hour playoff stream. And uh, and what and what the next the next round of of hopeful uh, playoff pies look like, but uh, but yeah, man, that's all I got, bro. Yeah, all right. Talk to y'all. Be here next week. Hopefully, we'll see. It'll be a little weird. It'll be our first post bye week. Yeah. Uh, pod, but we'll definitely be talking the Washington game in we'll depth. Talk yeah. Prior we'll recording Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in the middle of the week, like we usually yeah. do. What we're we uh, talking about? Yep. Yeah. We're we'll talking about it. Keep bleeding green, everyone.